The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for his arrival. But they did not receive him, because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. And then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. On Tuesday, Jamie and I are scheduled to close on the purchase of a house in Mills River. And in August, our youngest daughter will move from her room off campus back into her sorority house for her last semester at Western Carolina. And then in September, our oldest daughter, what was that? <laughs> our oldest daughter will move to a different Boston apartment. For all of us, this summer is focused on figuring out where to make our homes and what those places will look like. The first things I think of when I think about home are comfort and belonging. So it's really hard for me to hear Jesus' words in today's gospel. His words and his homelessness make me really uncomfortable. Our reading is at the beginning of the travel narrative that will consume the next 10 chapters of Luke's gospel. Jesus has told his followers what to expect from their adversaries, and he has set his face toward Jerusalem, fully knowing that the costly journey will bring hardship, rejection, and death. Speaking to followers along the way, Jesus admonishes him, them that he has no place to call home. He tells one, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Apparently, following Jesus isn't about finding a home. 
with comfort and belonging. Instead of homesteaders or even pilgrims, followers of Jesus are more like nomads. Homesteading is characterized by self-sufficiency, growing vegetables and raising livestock for food, canning and preserving, using alternative energy and relying less on those around you. You stake your place and you stay there. Pilgrimages are journeys that have a particular destination. The journey is over a well-traveled route that has been followed over centuries. Pilgrims walk in the footsteps of history. But nomads don't claim a particular place for any length of time. They travel to different places according to their needs. They carry their belongings with them. They construct temporary shelter and move with the tides and winds, the temperatures and time. They have their own languages, cultures, and traditions, and they find their belonging within their community. So while Jesus' words aren't warm and fuzzy, maybe that's the point. Jesus never says that having a home or tending to parents or family are bad. What he says is that nothing comes before God and before God's kingdom. Before any other identity we have, we are God's people and we find our home in God. The grace in Jesus' words here may not be as obvious as it sometimes is, but there is grace. Grace is there in the in-between places when we aren't sure where we'll find rest. And there's uncertainty as plans change and develop. There's grace there in knowing that we can step away from the swirl of grief when it feels like a tether tying us down. In hearing that all the responsibility isn't ours alone. That we can rely on others to tend to the needs we see in the world too. And in recognizing that we don't have to have everything buttoned up and all the problems of the world solved in order to be faithful. What a relief. We make our home in God's grace and love for us. Knowing God's goodness, we can believe that God will help us care for the people and things around us. Because God loves us, we can have confidence that God cares about those whom we love. And because God clothes even the lilies of the field, we can be assured that God will tend to our needs too. There is freedom in trusting that God's goodness is enough. Unburdened, we are free to respond to God's presence and loving action in the world 
and leaving behind what is dead or past, we are free to look ahead to what is alive and focus on that. Life takes on a new shape when our self-sufficiency becomes God-dependency. When our footsteps are ordered by God and our comfort and belonging are found in God. This cross-shaped life can be disorderly and chaotic and turbulent. There's a movie called Blue Miracle that tells the story of a couple in Cabo San Lucas. They run an orphanage there and they're caring for about two dozen little boys who have come off the city streets and they find themselves in crisis living in a building that needs repairs they can't make and owing bank payments they can't afford but as the story unfolds you see them choose the good at every turn there were opportunities to solve their problems in faster and easier and sometimes illegal or unethical ways, but they didn't make those choices. Instead, they chose to continue to take the next faithful step and to look for what is good and hopeful I think that's what following Jesus looks like, taking the next faithful step and waiting on God to see what happens. I believe that's where we are here at Grace, too. As the call committee continues its work interviewing candidates to find the next senior pastor, and we're involved more and more in the life and ministries of the congregation. We're witnessing what God is doing in the lives of our children and our youth through VBS and camps and service learning and in the lives of our siblings in Christ in Durango, Mexico, as the service team is there this week. We glimpse God in so many ways as we care for each other learn and celebrate and worship together. The challenge we have from this week's gospel is to notice the things that keep us from following Jesus fully and freely. The attachments and the responsibilities and the fears and the invitation is to talk with God about those things. Trusting in God's grace and goodness. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus, who makes hard journeys with us, guiding us and staying with us. Help us surrender to a life of following Jesus and finding our home in you. Take away our fears and our shoulds and our musts so that we can take the next faithful step with you, wherever it leads. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.